Welcome to the Customer Acquisition Experience Podcast with Guy Rosman. This is the show where top digital marketers share proven tactics, tools, and frameworks that will help you acquire more customers and grow your business. Let's get started. Here is your host, Guy Rosman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Guy Rosman, and today I have with me Mr. Aran Abramson. Aran is a hands-on creative marketer with over 15 years of marketing experience and is the founder of The Productive. He works directly with startup founders and relevant stakeholders, helping them convey their message in a clear way to deliver the value better and faster, making their effort much more efficient and effective. Iran, welcome to the show, man. Ah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Guy. So yeah, I'm, I'm very thrilled to have you on. You know, you're a marketer that I know for a very long time. Uh, we even worked together back in the day. Um, so I think that we'll start with a little bit of uh, the backstory. You know, how did you start uh, working and getting into the online marketing? Oh, it's, uh, you know, let's see if I can, I can sum it up. But uh, basically, um, uh, straight out of school, I uh, started a little business uh, content uh, websites uh, with a partner. We started writing, we started marketing, we started promoting, um, you know, the whole nine yards, uh, trying to figure things out, learning, learning as we go. Uh, one thing led to another. We got more content. We got more views. We got more traffic. Things grew. We made some money from advertising. Uh, and in time, you know, you move on. You move past uh, specific uh, ventures. And since then, I went, moved uh, to the market, uh, worked at different uh, agencies, different startups. And just as the years went by, it ended up that I have over 15 years uh, of marketing experience and you know, in different hats, you know, content and management and uh, promotion and whatnot. It goes from here to here. So that's how I got into, into the game and I stayed it. Yeah. So, so you definitely saw it all from a lot of different angles. And, you know, during these 15 years, also the, the digital marketing, you know, space has changed and evolved so much. What's your take on it? Like, what do you see or what kind of shift have you witnessed and you can point out? Um, well, you know, I, I think one of, the, one of the biggest things is simply, you know, targeting. You know, there are so many different channels that are available, whether it is, you know, on social media, whether it is ads, whether it is, uh, you know, with events. There are so many different channels that are available for you to promote your product, your solution, your offering, whatever it is that you're trying to promote. Uh, but the ability to target and once you realize who your audience is to actually, you know, focus on them and deliver the message or the value to them, that that's that's the crucial point. Because at the end of the day, if you're creative, if you're focused, you can really, you know, speak to your audience and not to speak on a massive scale in hopes that your audience will actually listen. Uh, I think that's, that's a really big part of the entire marketing landscape. Uh, it doesn't make the job any easier. It just makes it that you can actually, you know, reach the person that you're trying to reach, what you're going to say to them, how you're going to say to them, and when you're going to reach them. 
that's a different story that's also of importance. And, and you know, like, th- uh, there are things that are changing, and, you know, channels are changing, and new channels open up. But on the other hand, there's some stuff that doesn't change, right? Like, there are some stuff, you know, like human psychology that, you know, maybe we, we do evolve, probably, but uh, some stuff stay pretty much the same. So, so what are like the things that you think, you know, that are constant and you still go back to even now, you know, 15 years after? Uh, you know what? It's something that uh, actually uh, I met with someone that I used to work with. Uh, we both know him. It's actually, it's, it's Tzvika, if you remember mm-hmm. Tzvika. And he's an uh, analytics specialist uh, and whatnot. He's, he really can dig in and get into the insight. And he reminded me that even... What is it? Even 12 years ago when we worked, you know, side by side, I always asked him, you know, what does it actually mean? And that's something that I always go back and realize that, hey, you may have an amazing channel. You may have uh, an amazing specialist for PPC or for SEO or whatever. But at the end of the day, whatever message that you're actually delivering, what does it actually mean? Can you answer that? Is it easy? Is the value simple to understand uh, will your audience understand what's in it for me, what's in it for them and you always got to ask and i think that's you know whether it is you know in the 60s whether it is in the 90s whether it is today is your audience actually realizing what you're going to do for them and not oh it's nice that's that's a great feature but is it valuable do they understand it is it clear is it concise Uh, so, you know, yes, it is within my niche of marketing, but it's something that I've always asked. I always wondered about it, you know, what does it actually mean? And I think that we should always ask ourselves that, those questions. Yeah, so I, I totally agree. It's a great insight, I think, to, you know, to, to figure out what it means for people and also not just look at the data and show data but really understand it and take action you know upon that data and it's really like it leads me to the main question you know for the day because you know in this podcast what we want to do and try to do is really deliver like actionable steps tactics tips and uh, whatnot to people who are working right now and try to promote their business and try to To craft you know the best customer acquisition campaigns what what can be one tip from you you know that you learn from your experience that can really help people and they can really implement it today in their business um, you, uh, you know I, I would say it's it's a mix of a number of things it's a combination it's based on what I just said a, a few minutes ago about you know realizing the actual value. Uh, you know your your product your startup whatever it is that you're selling you may say oh it, it, it helps them it's it makes them go faster okay it makes them jump higher it makes them stronger you know but even though it does that is that a value that they're looking within that specific product or is it just something that you do is it nice to have or is it a must-have so if if you're looking for a, a specific tip is always to look back and you know as if you're You know, be empathetic to the user and try walking in their shoes and realize, okay, if you were listening to that message, if you were seeing this product, would you be like, I got to have it? It's a must have or would you be it's a nice to have? If it's just a nice to have, why? Is it because you didn't 
you know, you didn't convey the message correctly? Is it because at the end of the day, you're just a nice to have a solution or what's the matter? And asking yourself these questions over and over and, you know, whether it is at a, you know, beginning stages when they're just realizing about your product, whether it is in further developed stages when right now they're comparing you with other alternatives. Does your value, is it clear? Is it concise? Do they realize it? Would they realize it? Uh, I think you need to simply always ask yourself that. You know, where's the value? Where's the value? You know, there's many things that I have at home. And I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. That's great. But would I pay for it? Would I buy it again? Would I recommend it? Or hey, it's nice to have. Uh, I, I kind of mixed it up in so many different ways. But it's something that I just always have to ask that. Um, there's so many ways to realize that value. By asking yourself, by seeing how you're different from competitors, but I think it it boils down to that. So really, what are because you know, like when you work with so many companies in different verticals, you're not always uh, the end user, you know, of the product that you are marketing, right? So, what what is like your process of getting into the consumer's head? And really understand what will be valuable for him. Um, you know, I, I go through, uh, I have a specific, uh, very detailed brief, brief that I uh, cover with every single client. Now, uh, they fill it out. And then I go over the brief with them. They fill it out by themselves. I don't fill it out for them. And then they go over it. And when we go over it, a lot of questions come up. You know, they have their specific jargon that they explain why their solution is, you know, game changing. And I ask them again and I drill down and I ask them, okay, but why? Why does this solution being faster so game changing? Does it solve a specific pain? You know, just because it does it, is it, is it painful for the other person that they're slow in this area or do they want something else? Is there another pain that you're trying to achieve? So the process is simply asking a ton of questions. You got be you got to be a professional question asker, I would say. you know you got to ask a ton of questions and not just accept a, a, an answer. You get an answer, you ask again. why? Uh, I, um, I heard it somewhere else that there's like a, a five whys. You ask why, they give you an answer, okay, why? You ask again, and then you ask again, and then you ask again to the point that you're little by little, you're filtering and you're fine-tuning and you're sculpting it so much more to get to the really nitty-gritty of what is the actual pain and what is the actual value. Um, now, at the end of the day, I'm also, you know, I, I, I try to dumb it down. And excuse me, maybe I shouldn't use the word dumb it down, but... I always, you know, a certain tip that I always say that, you know, I, I take something complex and I simplify it so my mom can understand. And to the point that if I can explain the cloud to my mom, it means I can explain it to anybody. Okay. Now, my mom is not technical and she wouldn't understand all the, you know, ramifications of what the cloud is. It is. But I can explain it to her in very, very simple terms. If I can explain to her in simple terms and she understands the value, she may not know how to use it. 
She may not know how to approach it. She may not know how to make money off it or how to scale it or innovate and all the, the stuff that we hear on a daily basis. That's fine. But if she understood the value, it means I can always you know, raise up the level and achieve that same explanation to my audience, you know, in different jargon, in higher terms. And I think that's, that's, that's part of, part of it. You know, it's as if you're, you're going very, very broad, very wide with a net. And then little by little, you're tightening it and tightening it and tightening it until you get that value. That's, that's clear, concise, and straightforward. I love it because I also really like to use simple language. And as you said, dumb it down. You can definitely say it here. It's okay. Um, I, I'm also a big fan of that approach, you know, to, to, to talk in a very simple language so people can understand. Even if it's a complex tech software or B2B product, we're still selling to people in the end of the day. So when we're using a lot of jargon and marketing words, so, you know, I, I, me personally, I can't stand it. You know, I can't look at it anymore. I had enough of that. I really want that, 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 you know, marketers would speak to me like they would speak to, you know, to a normal person, right? You know, that, that rem- reminds me also that, you know, it's part of my, my, my process at home, um, what, whether it is ads, whether it's, you know, a copy for a website or so. Yeah. That I stand up and I imagine I'm speaking to that ideal user. Now, who's that ideal user? Of course, we got to figure out that ideal user. Is it the decision maker? Is it the end user? Is it the, the buyer? You know, there's so many different people that could fall within that funnel that you're trying to convert or sell to. But when you're trying to actually speak to a user, you know, you have something written down. And then when you speak it out loud, you're like, wait a second. You know, it, it, it says everything that you're supposed to say, but that doesn't make any sense. You know, nobody speaks in that language. Nobody speaks and it optimizes and efficientizes and da 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 and expertizes. And, you yeah. know, and we use these huge words because we're saying that's everything that the dictionary sings. Exactly. You know, we may say exactly what we do, but nobody's going to understand it. And... Imagining that you're speaking to that ideal user and saying it out loud and hearing what it says, you know, if that ideal user was there, you'll be like, hey, I have no idea what the, what the heck you're saying, you know? And that's yeah. where you're fine-tuning that message and you're simplifying it and you're making sure that at the end of the day, it doesn't only break your teeth, you know, it doesn't break your teeth, but it comes out and it's clear. Yeah. And, and also, like... When you when you create, you know, go over the brief and create the the messaging, the value messaging. So, how how later, uh, like, what's the next step? Like, how do you translate it to the different formats? Because you know, you got ads and you got email and you have websites. So, how would you take this initial, you know, findings from your brief and the initial um, messaging doc, or you know? value proposition that you crafted and then translate them to the different formats of, of, of the, you know, the, uh, the acquisition journey. Well, it's, it's actually, it's an important, uh, process. Uh, first of all, the messaging process, uh, it, it's a pain, 
when you're going through it with founders, especially that they they believe and they know everything, it's very painful for them to to try to sculpt it in a different way or to approach it in a different way. Uh, so you go through iterations, you know, you create the messaging and then you fine tune it to version two, version three, version four, until you get in a way the, the foundation and the structure of the, of the message. Now to arrive there, you're also uh, fine tuning the actual uh, parameters that make that message, such as what is the actual pain that you're relieving? What is the claim that you're providing? And what is the gain that they'll actually receive? When having those, besides having a specific message or a tagline for a website or for a presentation deck or for a pitch or whatever, then you have all these parameters that little by little, in a way, it's like ingredients for a recipe in the kitchen or so. You got the different ingredients. You may add a little bit more salt or less salt or more sugar or a little bit of vinegar, and you may make that recipe your own, uh, but you're using the same ingredients. So once you have that in, those ingredients and they're set and you know what you need to do, then you're just creating different recipes for the different formats. Uh, of course, each format, whether it is ads for Google or ads for Facebook or ads for LinkedIn, they each have different uh, restrictions or limitations or uh, requirements, you know, whether it is character count or whether it is what the header is, what the title is and the sort. And then a website is built differently. A one pager has been built differently, but it's also the expectation of what that audience is expecting from that. When they receive a one pager, they expect a little bit more information because they're here to read something. When they're seeing an ad, they're looking for, hey, tell me what it is, boom, bing, bam, boom. And whether I click on it, you know, whether I understand it really, really quick with, you know, like 30 characters or less. Um, so you're simply adapting the different ingredients to the different formats that you need. Uh, of course, nothing is etched in stone. And there, after going and after iterations and after you're receiving specific results and data, you're further fine-tuning it and you're pivoting it and you're trying different things and you're, you know, adding and uh, trying to say things differently uh, while meaning the same thing to see what would work and what would resonate with the audience better. I hope that answered the question or I went off on yeah. a tangent whatever. <laughs> no, for real, you, you actually said... Also, exactly what I thought about, like uh, after you create the messaging and after you translate it to the different formats, you don't just stop there. You know, it's a digital marketing uh, campaign. So you're definitely going to measure it in whatever KPI that you're tracking. And you're definitely going to go back and like the iteration process is ongoing, right? Like it's, it's going to be continued after you launch. No, uh, in a startup I uh, worked with uh, many years ago, we had a specific uh, tagline that we came up with that uh, proved very, very uh, practical and valuable. And we had it on the website and it brought in ge and generated leads and everything. We had it on a roll-up in an event. And there we noticed that it worked amazingly because it was right on top of the roll-up. And people all the way from the back, from the different courses, just saw that tagline 
and they came to ask us what it means or what we could do with it or how we can help and such and such. Uh, still, it was beyond character limit for an ad. You know, we, we couldn't use that tagline as is for a Google ad, for example. So what do we do? We adapt, we change, we fix, we realize what's needed, what's not needed. Uh, you know, it reminds me of, um, you know, back, uh, you know, we don't have it, but, you know, uh, telegrams, you know, that it, it, they used to cost per word, you know. So at the end, you, you have a, a letter that you want to send, but every word costs a specific amount. So people end up cutting and then just sending out, hi, you know, and it, because that's the only thing they could afford, <laughs> a specific word or so. You have certain restrictions and you got to adapt to it. Sometimes they work perfectly for you. Sometimes it's a big, big pain. Um, but you adjust. It's always, I mean, you know how it is in marketing. At the end of the day, <clears throat> you could have 20 years of experience or like you and I, you know, 15 years, 10 years of experience. And we've done so many different campaigns and activities and we still don't know what would work. We can make assumptions, we can make educated guesses, we can make data-oriented selections and choices on what we think would work, but until it goes live and brings in the results, we have no idea if that truly will work. And if it works, yay, and we try to improve it. If it doesn't work, bummer, and we try to improve it. Uh, it just It's like the same thing over again. Yeah, it's like the hamster wheel. You just need to keep on running, right? Over, over and over, over and over. it doesn't over. matter, you know. And if you know, sometimes I wish that the results weren't so good in the beginning, so you can actually improve them. But if the results are really good, you're like, hey, how am I gonna how am I gonna beat this? You know? <laughs> yeah. So um, that's about it for but, sure. Yeah, the hamster wheel is correct. Okay, man. So first of all. Thank you so much for so much value you dropped on us today. And, you know, where can people find you? How can they reach you and get some more of your wisdom? Ooh, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't use that word. But, um, well, first of all, uh, my website is theproductive.me. Uh, I don't think I need to spell it, but uh, it's too long. But theproductive.me, uh, within it... Uh, it's a very, very simple uh, site to say what I do and companies that I've been working with. Also, I've, uh, not long ago, I've started the, the blog, which uh, unlike a regular blog, I actually call it uh, Moments. It's very, very, very short uh, posts that would take less than a minute to read with little, uh, I wouldn't say words of wisdom, like you mentioned, but uh, little moments of uh, about, you know, uh, pains, about gains, about product marketing, about value proposition, about what's in it for them, uh, about improvisation and copy, all kinds of different uh, areas within my field of expertise and thoughts that come to my mind uh, that I think are uh, actually could be very, very helpful to uh, readers. Find me, reach out. And uh, I would love to always uh, speak to more and more people. Love it. Thank you, Mr. Abramson. It was a pleasure. Ah, the pleasure was all mine. The pleasure was all mine, Guy. Thank you so much for having me. And, of course, good luck on your podcast. Uh, I'm looking Thank forward. You. I know we, we have so many, uh, so many uh, 
colleagues, similar colleagues that we've worked with in context and stuff like that. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of your podcast and listening to all the words of wisdom from all the other For individuals sure. that For will sure. be joining you. You said it, man. Wonderful. Thank you and goodbye. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Customer Acquisition Experience Podcast with Guy Rosman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'd love to connect with you and hear more about what you're struggling with right now. So make sure to connect with us on LinkedIn or just jump onto our website at mediaflows.com. Fill out the form and get a complimentary 15-minute call to evaluate your paid advertising strategy. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.